Welcome to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast, where you'll hear the good, the bad, and the ugly of how real estate agents overcame challenges and grew their business. Check out the episode notes at crushitinre.com slash podcast. Now here's your host, Lindsay Favaza. I am here with one of my favorite people and a very special guest today, Rosalie DiCipio. So welcome, Rosie, to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So when we think about agents who crush it in real estate, I would have to have you on here because you have always been so consistent. And one thing that I noticed when going through kind of prepping for today to talk to you, I wanted to dive a little bit more into like your sales and things like that that I've seen from you at Lamakia. And one of the things that I've noticed is that you, over the years, it's more and more of your own business. Do you feel like that is a change that's been happening for you for a while? Yes, I actually do. Most of my closings are my own business few referrals and I get, do actually get a lot of um, in company referrals from other agents of people moving and I love those because it having my colleagues trust me is one of my most favorite things and they know that they're gonna send me a referral and then I'm gonna take care of their people and then everything else is pretty much mine. So take us back. Take us back to the beginning. Tell me about where you started in real estate when you got into real estate and give me the ugly truth about your So I was a bartender for about 15 years, and um, I also worked in construction management. And I, during my construction management job, I was pregnant with my second daughter. I came back from maternity leave, and the entire market of everything was bad, 2009, 2010. And I got laid off. And I didn't know what to do with my life because that was my plan. I was going to be in construction management and bartend on the side. So I continued bartending and got my real estate license. My husband got a job where we could have health insurance because I didn't have it anymore. And I hated it. Ugly truth, I hated real estate. I didn't want to do it. This is not for me. I want to bartend. I want to be in construction. That, that's what I wanted to do. And I really struggled with starting something I didn't think I liked. And um, my first year license, I did four sales. And I think it was really mentality. I wasn't in it. I was good at it. I just didn't have my head in the game. And we had had our own real estate company that closed. And I was now in like a... What was the biggest thing you hated about it? I think that I didn't like working with the agents I was working with. I, we closed our own company and we had seven agents under us. Um, I did all the paperwork for the company. And I went to work for a place, and I won't say the name of the company, but I didn't enjoy, there was no camaraderie, there was no help, there was no energy. It was all, I will suck whatever I can out of you if I can. And that really killed me um, in a job. I have always worked in places, you know, bars are fun and we work together and I've always worked in that. And then you get into this really cutthroat business and you're kind of taken aback from it. And I'm a positive person and I like to project positive energy and that's just not what I was met with. So I I spent 10 months at that company and then um, answered a LinkedIn ad to come to Lamakia. Lovely. And the next year, I think I did eight or nine sales with Lamakia. Following year after that, I did uh, 10 or 11, somewhere in there. I mean, a lot of that was Lamakia referrals. So I was lucky to have them. Did you start to love real estate after that? I started to love real estate when I got to La Macchia and I was in 
an environment where people wanted to see me succeed. And that really changed my mindset about the business. Like I knew I was good at it. I'm really good with people and, and understanding what they need and investing in them. I needed some, I needed that on my side, yeah. wherever I was going to be, I needed that. And I needed other, I needed to work with other agents that, you know, wanted to see success rather than the opposite. And there's, you know, I know there's other companies out there across the country that do the same thing because I speak to agents all over whenever, whenever I can, um, and ask them about their company. That's the, really the key, I think, to successfulness. Is I think there's a lot of brokerages out there that don't pay attention to that culture that their office has. And and that really is what can hurt a lot of them. Especially with newer agents, it's like being fed to wolves. Yeah. When you come in and you're fresh and you're new and you're excited and this is your career or this is your career because it has to be, not by choice. Whatever it is, you're in this job and if you don't have people around you that want to see you grow and succeed, and you need that type of thing, you're not gonna do it. And it's a sales role. So most sales companies put so much time and effort into making sure that people are happy and having fun and all of that, but then yeah, brokerage, brokerages just don't do that. And then you're kind of left on your own a little bit. So. Nobody likes an angry agent. No, absolutely not. It's bad for business. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was really beneficial for me for that. And then progressively, you know, my sales got better every year, 14, 14. Yeah, tell me about your stats year over year kind of thing, as far back as you can remember. So I, I was stuck at like 14, 15 sales for like three years. But I, I had had a third baby and I was not really... I mean, 15 is still a really good year. It's still really Absolutely. financially a good year. Um, I just was kind of stuck a little bit, and I, um, I had taken a step back and switched a company and made, made a little bit of a mistake there, but when I came back to La Macchia in 2019, I just took off, and I did 23 my first year back, 25 my second year back, and now I'm... Um, I'm on a really good track this year. Yeah. Very excited. Yes. I know. You had told me before we started that you have a lot under agreement right now. So I have nine, nine under agreement, hopefully more by the end of the weekend, but nine, nine for now under agreement, 13 sold already this year. And it's been a tough year. And when we look back at last year where you grew your business still, and we have this asterisk of, you know, pandemic looming over it, then you really, you know, imagine what you would have done if that hadn't happened. It was a little wild last year. I had a lot of sellers that shelved their sale and a lot of buyers that couldn't buy. We just didn't have places for them to go and they ended up either living with family or renting. And that, that to me was personally sad. <laughs> I mean, it was the right thing for everyone to do. And I always, you always think about the client first. Um, but for me, it was a little business-wise sad, like, I had goals and I hit a different goal. I mean, I did hit my financial goal last year. I actually crushed the heck out of that one. Um, yeah, you had some big dollar amount I sales. I had some big, I had um, three luxury sales last year, which were wonderful. And they take a lot more time and effort, but they're they're worth it. Um, but it it just was, a, it was a tough year for everyone. Yeah. You know, and to the agents that did crush their goals, that's amazing. It just, this year I'm... I'm head down, yeah. ready to go. And I'm not trying to manage three kids homeschooling yeah. in the middle of it. You know, everyone's back to where they need to be. So I have a little more free time to work. Perfect. So what about, take me back to when you were beginning in the business again and you were 
what struggles kind of were you facing and how did you overcome them? So like, what were some of the struggles that you ran into in the early days? I hate being on the phone. I hate, I still hate being on the phone and it's not, I, I will talk to any client I currently have. That's not, but it is that calling a lead back. I struggled so hard with that for years, yeah. level of fear. And if you know me personally, I am not uh, uh, I'm not shy. I'm not a shy, uh, you know, I'm not I remember a when you first told me this about yourself a couple years ago, and I remember sitting there thinking, like, what? That doesn't even make sense. You can talk to anybody. I can talk to anybody's face. Yeah. I hate being on the phone. Mm-hmm. hate having that cold conversation on the phone where I'm trying to get you to understand that I'm, I'm the best for you. Like, I am going to do my job. And you lose a level of trust when you're not in front of somebody's face. And I struggled really, really hard with getting people to hear me on the phone. Um, Whether it was a scripted call or not, it was unorganic to me. And I really didn't, um, I didn't do well up until last year. So just think about that. I've been licensed agent for uh, 11 years and I couldn't make a proper phone call to call a client back or a potential client back until last year. So how did you overcome that? What were some of the things that you did? So I had a, obviously I have the best real estate coaches ever here, um, but I hired a life coach nice. to figure out what was wrong with me and, and spend six months, so weekly, an hour a week with a life coach to say, Real, realistically, I hired it specifically to figure out why I couldn't do these things. What was I afraid of? What was going wrong in my head when I was making these calls? And, um, you know, it, it actually was mid pandemic when we had John Cheplak and he, I asked a question, a very pointed question. What if you know all the right things to do, but you still can't do it? And he responded to my question. You have to go back to go forward. Basically, that's why, you know, there's something in you that is preventing you from yep. doing this. You have to go back to that moment that is yep. saying you're afraid of this and it's going to hurt you or whatever and fix it. So that's what I did. I hired a life coach. It wasn't cheap in a pandemic. And I did a lot of heavy, heavy work. Yeah. So, I mean, being an agent isn't just, you know, getting on the phone and making calls and doing your job. It It requires your personality to kind of, like... It requires you to dig into your personality a little further. So it sounds like you recognized that you needed to do that in order to take that next step. And you were willing to make those changes and invest in yourself. It was, it wasn't easy. I will say like you really have to, because it's more than just a business. I didn't want to hire just a business coach. I have a great real estate coach. I have tons of real estate coaches here Yeah, and they're all wonderful. And I know all the right stuff to do. It was a personal issue that I could not progress through. And it was, it's, it wasn't silly or anything like that. It was like, there was no amount of just do it, just make that call. Just, yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. I, I just couldn't. And um, it was painful. So working through with the life coach was really, and it was the best like seven grand I ever spent. Yeah. And it was, it wasn't cheap, but no. it really. But think about that as an investment. It changed my life. It was one closing for me. It was one closing. It's one closing. And now you've overcome that fear and you can move on and you can feel like you can make it to that next level in your business. I don't think that I would have had the luxury sales or the confidence to, even though I knew what I was doing, 
the confidence to guide through those types of sales if I hadn't have done the life coach. That's that's where I'm at. So it was the small investment of money in the into that returned so much more last year. And it was a great time to do it because it was a pandemic. And yeah. I had a little more, you know, time to do these calls and stuff and I love it. Well, I'm excited to hear that too, yeah. because I know, like I said, you and I talked about this a while back, so I'm excited to hear that you feel like you've overcome that. And People are afraid forward. to invest in themselves. Yeah. You feel guilty and you feel like it's going to be a waste of time and effort and you should just do what you're told. And I had to get over that too. I yeah. really needed to spend some time on and money on myself. Absolutely. So. Let's take a quick break and hear from the number one loan originator, Sean Benozian of Guaranteed Rate, as he gives us his monthly mortgage tip. Hey Realtors, it's Sean. I just wanted to come at you guys with another quick tip. Uh, it's important to know your numbers. So we have what we call our accountability metrics that our team goes over every single week. It's a way for us to figure out what's going well and what's not going well in our business. So we have certain metrics, whether it's how many leads we're gonna drive in, how many appointments we need to have, how many loans we need to lock, or how many loans we need to close on a weekly basis, or how our customer service ratings are coming back, or how fast we're closing loans, things like that. We're monitoring every single week. And uh, when something goes off track, we identify what the core issue is and why that's happening. And doing that every single week is massively important because that way you identify the issues immediately and fix them immediately as opposed to having weeks or months go by. So knowing your numbers, knowing your key metrics is super important. Thanks, John. Now let's get back to the show. That's great. Well, I'm, like I said, super excited to hear that about you. Um, what has been, um, you know, your biggest key to success in your career overall? What do you think is like the thing that you can say differentiates you from the rest or... What is it that you provide your clients? So I spend a lot of time, and by some standards, maybe too much time, getting to know and learning my clients. And not just them, but if they have family too. I, spend, I invest a lot into what they might want or need. And you, you're never going to get a client that's going to say, this is exactly what I want. Because even when they say that, sometimes they buy a completely different house. So you really have to like lean in and learn and hear them when they're talking. I spend a lot of time with that. I'm really, really good at understanding people. And that's is why at the beginning I said you have more agent business than company business as the years progress. And that has a lot to do with it. You make those deep connections with them. And I make them long term. I don't ever just like sell a house and leave the people. Even sometimes at the end of the transaction, it's been great the whole thing. And then something, there's a hiccup at the end and they're angry at the end of it or whatever but don't let that go I continue to show up and you know be present in their in their situation and then eventually we get to that point where we're like remember when this was kind of messy or yeah. you know you showed up and there was still a tractor in the garage whatever it is you try to like continue to work through it because if something goes wrong and you don't show up after that you don't talk to them again that justifies them being upset. So you have to kind of continue to work through it and build those relationships. Well, you know, we were upset about this, but she kept showing up and she was here and she, you know, and that's what I do. I do drop off Christmas stuff or holiday stuff or- Yeah, I was gonna say, dig in deeper on like, what do you actually do to keep in touch with them after the sales? Right, so after the, uh, everyone every year in the month of, but after Thanksgiving and before Christmas, I do holiday drops. So wine, chocolates, you know, things for the kids, whatever they have, I do those drop-offs. There are, um, and I didn't do it this year, pandemic stuff, but I normally drop off flowers for Mother's Day. 
um, I don't do for dads. I know it sounds bad, but at, I, I once upon a time was a single mom and dropping off flowers and appreciating the moms is kind of something I always do. Sure thing. That's cool. But we do, you know, I do mailers, the Red Sox, Patriot schedules. Um, and then if I'm in that town, I'm going to text my client, my past client. Hey, are you outside? Are you around? Last year was really hard, but even still, I went to people's driveways and said hello. I still did that sort of thing. Which went a long way, because no one was doing that. Yeah, nobody was doing it. It was like, hi, I'm outside your window. House looks great, whatever. Send, or I'll text them and be like, send me pictures. Did you guys ever do the kitchen? Little yeah. things like that. First off, I don't have to get on the phone. Yeah. And secondly, who has time to be on the phone right now if you have like three kids, whatever. So I'll text them like, you know, did you ever do the floors? What did you guys do with this? And just little inquiries into their daily life or whatever. And um, I had a client that, you know, she texted me out of the blue and she said, hey, you know, my husband got a promotion, you know, thanks for helping us find the condo last year. Maybe next year we're looking for a bigger house. And it was like, great. So I sent a little like, I sent a little celebration package to them and a card and like, you know, congratulations on the upgrade and, and just, you have to take time. People want to be thought of. Yeah. It's such a busy world. Yeah. And in this business, they're working with someone that they need to know, like, and trust. And remember. And, on, and remember. And on a deeper level, they need to actually really like working with you because you're going to have to work with them on some very difficult things. My intention know? is to be their agent for life. Yeah. And their family's agent and their friend's agent. When they talk about their sale, even if it wasn't as smooth as pie, which what real estate transaction is smooth? Never. Yeah. Never. So, but I want them to be like, oh, my God. Our, our agent, Rosie, was so, you know, she was there, she listened, she, you know, she found us this, we didn't think we could, whatever the yeah. terms and conditions are, I want them to the, know that when they tell somebody about me, that person's going to get the best treatment. And they know that because the more they refer me, you know, I'm so-and-so's family agent. Like, that's my favorite, favorite thing. Yeah. What are some of the other things that you do to generate leads or generate, you know, more business for yourself? So I don't buy leads. I don't cold call. I, I just, I just don't. I talk to my sphere. I make those calls. Um, we, I love the buy referral course that we do, mm -hmm. where it's just you know twice a year. You're writing note cards every week to people. You're making phone calls to just check in. You're, you're sending texts or messages like, hey, how's it going? And it's just a, a reminder twice a year to do those types of things on top of the other stuff that I do. But other than that, I, I don't, I hate to say it like this, but I don't ask for business. I just am myself. People know I'm in real estate. I have a very wonderful Facebook page that I share stuff from. That social media angle has always been wonderful for me. It's a little passive, but here's some information if you want it. And I want to make sure that everyone knows I'm in in real estate without actually being like, hi, can I have your house? Like, can I sell your house? Can I do? I don't want to do any of that. It's, it's not authentic for me. And it works for some people, but it doesn't work for me. So your focus is on the relationship building and the long-term game 100%. instead of the quick sale and the numbers game. And I think that that's important for people to understand that they don't have to be that uncomfortable salesperson. Right. They can just be a caring human being and still grow their business. So I think that's a great... I think my business has grown a little slower because I'm so focused on it, but my repeat business and my referral business is so strong that I, 
I don't think I would trade that for a quick sale. And, in, in you know, I mean, I could sell 40 houses with buying leads and this and that. But I just like that personal touch so much better. It's yeah. more who I am. So any advice for agents out there that maybe are at that 15 mark, right? That's that weird place where you're like, you feel like you're doing well, but you're not quite hitting where you want to go. So what advice do you have to someone that is maybe sitting around that 15 mark that wants to make it to that next level? Get a coach. I mean, get a coach, whether it's a life coach or a real estate coach or, or somebody that's going to check in with your mental state on a weekly basis and go get a therapist. I don't know, like somebody that's going to check in on why you're stuck, because if you're stuck at the same number of sales for three years in a row, there is something there that is holding you back. There's no reason not to progress in real estate unless you're trying to step out of the business. You can, you know, if you're stuck at four sales, what, what's your focus? You know, 14, it, my focus was primarily on my family at that time, which was wonderful to be able to be with my kids and, and do everything I needed to do. But I knew I was stuck. And what was it? And it was me. I was the problem. So if you're stuck at the same amount every year, there's, it's, something's going on with you. You need to invest either in yourself, which real estate coach, life coach, business coach, all of those things will take care of whatever's going on within you because they'll find the problem. Yeah. They'll find stuff that you're not paying attention to. Yeah. And if everything is generally okay, then maybe you want to step up another. Are you doing the right advertising, the right marketing? It, you know, uh, is your social presence there? Are you spending money on direct mailing? What, do you, what Are you writing handwritten cards? Like those things. And, you know, you need to find that what is keeping you from moving forward. Yeah. It's identifying the problem and then going after it. Actually going after it. And that's the other thing because you can know, I knew my problem was not being able to make calls. But what do I do to get out of that? And I didn't know for a while. I didn't know what to do. And the answer wouldn't necessarily, in my mind, clearly be get a life coach. So you obviously did some digging and had to figure out what that thing would be. So yes, I did. I did. I had, um, I actually had a therapist for most of my life and he basically said i don't think i can help you anymore you're good here you need some next level stuff and i didn't know what that was for two years it was two years before i figured out oh i i need some life help you know yeah and it was it was great it changed my whole perspective that's awesome it probably changed things outside of work too it did it and it was surprising how well it worked how quickly it worked within two months it was like oh my goodness i've just been you know, a lot of my things where I would say a lot, I feel so overwhelmed. You know, I have three kids, I have this job, and you know, I'm selling 20 houses a year. You know, I have a house to maintain, I have all these things. And in and then we have a pandemic and I was like, oh God, now, yeah. now everybody is home all the time and I still have to work and um, I'm blessed to be able to work. Like there were a lot of people that couldn't. Yeah. And why do I still feel so overwhelmed and upside down all the time? And, you know, digging through that was was really kind of a light bulb moment for me. And it changed my entire mentality and and how I how I approach every day. Yeah. Well, I am excited to see what the future holds for you now that you've 
uncovered this about yourself and can move forward. So, you know, keep us posted, obviously, and maybe we'll have you back to update with some of your... Uh, when I make President's Club. Absolutely. I'll it's going to happen. This is your year. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Rosie. I really appreciate you doing this for us today. And stay tuned for our next episode of The Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate. Thank you, Lindsay. Thanks for joining us on the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast. We hope you've learned some valuable takeaways. Be sure to take action and grow your business. You can check out the episode notes and more content from the show at crushitinre.com slash podcast. And if you like this episode and you'd like to hear more stories, please share with others. Post on social media or leave a rating or review. To catch all the latest from Anthony, you can follow him on Instagram at Crush It In Real Estate on Facebook and YouTube. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.